You're listening to the High River Chamber Chat, where we talk all things business, leadership, and High River events. Get ready for insightful conversations and some laughs along the way. So, hello. Hello. How are you? I'm fabulous. Good. Thank you. All right. So, Kelly, I'm going to ask you to please uh, state your name, your full name, so people can actually know who you are exactly and uh, who you're representing today, because you're a little bit different than what our future business interviews are going to be, uh, and then where what your role is within our board, uh, sorry, Chamber of Commerce Board of Directors, what your capacity within that is as well. Certainly. So my name is Kelly Killick-Smith. Most days I go by Kelly Smith, just a little bit easier for to come off the tongue. My uh, role that I represent with the Chamber is uh, that of Town Council representative. So I am on the board to be a liaison between the Town and the Chamber. Um, so non-voting capacity, just there to offer ideas, suggestions, and take on board feedback and input from the Chamber. I do. Excellent. And so you were elected to council in 2021, correct? That's correct. October. So technically you uh, you would sit in your position on our board until 2025? I believe so. It's a four-year term as yeah. an elected representative unless there's a request to change things up or um, to bring in a new a new voice at the table. But okay. I do believe that my term is four years that I am on. Okay. As far as I know, so far, we're keeping you. So excellent. We're good there. <laughs> um, so where is your, uh, obviously the town. So where, what is the address for the um, town office so that people seeking it out can find it? Do you even know this? <laughs> well, I know how to get there, um, which is an interesting thing as a counselor, because it used to be, well, you turn right at the Sobeys and you go down the street. And so now all of a sudden addresses become quite important yes. once you're on town council. So we are on the McLeod Trail um, and we share the building with the county uh, foothills. So it's a, it's the great big building on McLeod Trail. It's pretty hard to miss. And it's straight on the far west side of Fort, uh, Third Avenue. That is correct. Yeah. So uh, that's, I mean, anyone who's never grown up or doesn't live in small towns does not understand that everything's by landmark. It's not by streets. Exactly. <laughs> so <laughs> it's always interesting going that way. Um, so then as a, as a town councillor, what is your, what do you do? What is your capacity? Like, I, you know, we see and we know you have voting power and decision-making and you have meetings twice a month. Yes. Um, but what do you do? What do I do? Well, so there are two council meetings monthly, um, except for July, August, and December, where we meet once a month. Um, but we are given a whole bunch of information to kind of extrapolate and try and make decisions for the best interests of our community, as well as um, budgeting. Uh, budgeting becomes a really important piece as we go into the fall, um, because we're looking at the year ahead. What are the priorities for the community? What are the nice-to-haves? What are the needs-to-have? And then making our decisions based on that. The nice thing about municipal government is that it is sort of a more direct, hands-on democracy. It's not, there's no partisan politics to get in, involved in the decision-making. You are here to represent people in the community. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I really love about it is that we're able to make direct decisions that are going to hopefully help our community to the best of our ability mm -hmm. and that we are a collective. There are, are um, six councillors and the mayor who make these decisions. So you're not, you know, you're, you're making them as a collective. And so um, that part, I, I really quite enjoy too. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so when, if you can take us inside the council chambers, um, when you are looking at budgets and looking at decisions that need to be made, is it more like future forethought or are we looking like in the next one year or how did, how do you operate when, when those big decisions need to be made that then in effect um, dra dramatically impacts the entire residence? So there are um, decisions that we're making immediately um, or that are going to be in put into effect immediately. So, mm -hmm. Um, for instance, the recent construction um, on the intersection, here it is again at Sobeys. Necessary, uh, but it's sorry, a, Jason. <laughs> yeah, it was a necessary uh, remediation that needed immediate attention. Otherwise, it had greater consequences for the benefit of the town. So that one was an immediate decision. But we are making decisions that um, we may or may not be still in the, in the council chambers when the time comes for them to be realized. Mm -hmm. And so... You know, you're, you're trying to make decisions for the betterment of our community for now, for the immediate future and beyond. And so, you know, one of the projects that I'm involved in right now that I quite find interesting is the town task force. And so we are looking ahead, what does High River look like in 25, 35, 40 years? And, you know, what do we want to see now that we can start to implement to better our community down the road and well beyond, you know, our, my lifespan? So. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that part is also very intriguing and very cool to be a part of because you're looking into your crystal ball to see what, what the future <laughs> holds, but you know what it's, it's also interesting because it's shaped around today's priorities, you know, and what we want today is so vastly different from what, you know, our predecessors wanted even 10, 20, 20 years ago. Yeah, right? so, very much so. Yeah. Well, I mean, 20 years ago alone, did you know? Because you have predicted people would be working from home, right? Heck no. Or podcasts. podcasts. How do you predict those? <laughs> or, or you know, COVID and and the yeah. the changes that we're now seeing in the landscape of how work is being done is is also really really vastly different from even two years ago. Mm -hmm. So you know, how do we how do we remain current? How do we reflect the needs of the people today, but also looking at the future? Yeah, and High River poses like it, almost a visible. Um, change in its growth patterns just by the way it's laid out we have that historic downtown which was like downtown proper when high river was really small and then 12th avenue became what 12th avenue is now where i mean you could probably best compare it to uh dealership and big box row if you will um and then we have this other little almost forgotten industry that is tucked in between those two sectors of town as well. And if you were to look at it from like bird's eye view down, you can see where maybe in the past some future planning perhaps wasn't as effective as it could have been or nobody, nobody was prepared for how quickly High River was going to grow within those segments of time where all these advancements happened in those different parts of town outside of downtown. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's a hard, hard task. I don't envy you. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> so is there anything else that like that the public, your public, your constituents should know about you and uh, in terms of what your um, approach to your position on council is or uh, how you even how you take in the information that you receive and then go about making your decisions sure so 
Um, interestingly enough, a little known piece of me, or maybe it's a little known, but uh, is that I actually studied political science at university. That's my degree. And I did get to spend some time in Ottawa right out of university. So cool. I got to see a different form of democracy in action. Um, what I, again, as I said earlier, I really enjoy being um, directly Im impacted and involved in our community. And so uh, one of the initiatives that we started uh, council recently was coffee with council. And so it's once a month, it gives everybody an opportunity to come to us. You know, one of the things we heard when we were knocking on doors is that you come knocking when you want the vote, but we never hear from you again. And so it's like, no, I don't want that to be um, what I'm hopefully remembered for, I want to be remembered as being engaged and, and accessible for people if they have concerns, questions, need answers. So um, as early as yesterday, we hosted our third or fourth Coffee with Council. I think it's the fourth. Yeah. And uh, we had about 40 people come out and oh, ask wow. questions. It was fabulous. That's amazing. Yeah. And so I got my little notepad and I'm taking notes because I'm not going to, you know, I'm good for about 10 minutes of, of <laughs> remembering things. <laughs> there's then, a lot. You know, there's a lot. So we want to make sure we don't miss anything. And so I was equally um, pleased to see a number of other counselors join us for that. And so we have an opportunity now to answer some questions to get back to the residents of High River and, and certainly um, and hear what's on the on people's minds and what are their concerns and, and what do they care about and, and you know uh, some of the things that you never thought would be an issue or something that is on their minds came to the forefront yesterday um, for instance the murals and how much of an attraction they are for High River and that they need a little love right they now do. so you know um, how do we how do we start that ball rolling and um, so that part is something that I really quite enjoy and I'm really pleased that we're doing, um, you know, so the month that comes, the next one is already scheduled for October 3rd and, um, you know, I hope that more people will choose to come and join us. Uh, and it's nice because those coffees with council, they kind of take the formality of the council meetings out. Yes. So then people are far more comfortable in just actually speaking with you human to human yes. rather than like, you know high power viewed high power position to lowly resident or however it may be I've had to sit into a few of those council meetings it's nerve-wracking even though you know these people personally outside of those doors so I get it yeah it's nice to be able to create that casual setting to allow those ideas to flow as well well it becomes the conversation and yeah. then you know too if you find that there are other things that are that are missing or that we are not representing properly then it gives us that opportunity to go away think about it and how do we want to come approach it? Yeah. You know, the nice thing with the task force too right now is that we are getting a lot of information, uh, current information from our residents to their other concerns and things that they want to see us work towards. So, you know, um, hopefully the accessibility makes makes for reduction in barriers. Yeah. So let's go back to the task force. There's, I believe the mayor, uh, two counselors? There's three of us. Three counselors on yeah. the board. And then... Who else makes up the rest of the task force? Primarily residents. Okay. Uh, so I do believe there are, get this wrong, but four or five members at large. Um, Being the moth in my mind. <laughs> right, uh, go around the table. For sure, five, five, five. And then you have a youth representative. And two youth representatives. Okay. Yeah. And so uh, we meet right now twice a month mm -hmm. and we are working with a consultant uh, as well to sort of 
keep framing the dialogue. So, mm -hmm. okay, we got this piece of information, now we need to move on to this piece. How do we dovetail the two together? How do we build out the, the mission? It's basically building out a mission, vision, and then goals for the community as yeah. we go forward and identifying those areas that are important, such as sustainability or um, environment or parks or those kinds of uh, pieces and then build it. Uh, that's that's great. And I mean, the chamber, we had an opportunity to sit in on one and uh, give some feedback from what we've been hearing from our business community. Now, granted, we have new ears. <laughs> so a lot of our information is not 100% what we're hearing. It's just in those little snippets where we get to touch point with our business members. However, uh, I know that there's probably a future opportunity for us to go back in as well, which would be really good because, I mean, our business owners have tons of great ideas as well. And it's just pulling it out of them <laughs> so that we can then help distribute that a little bit better for them too. So absolutely. And that's part of the growth. Ideas. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So uh, online, you basically, as for your counselor position, you could go to the highriver.ca website and find all the counselor contact information and be up to date on Town of High River news, things happening, events, and so on, correct? Absolutely. Yeah. Highriver.ca has, uh, and, and all of the previous council meetings, it's all there yeah, for transparency and the agendas and all the items that we're talking about. So those that really want to be in the know the information is all readily available yeah and then i'm going to challenge you what are your social media handles for the town of high river the social media handles. <laughs> oh golly um i'm not a very big class i'm not a social <laughs> online go to However, the website and click the icons i'm pretty sure yes <laughs> we do have a very good presence online and mm -hmm. I can find it when I need to but yeah as far as uh, we'll we'll throw that into the notes at the end for our, for we when go. we put this up so yes. don't worry about that all right so moving on um I'm going to start with a business question and I didn't prep you on these so oh, hi. <laughs> okay um so in the name of like high river businesses or a particular business even what do you think is a success story worth sharing success story worth sharing I do think that um, if I, the first one that just immediately pops into mind is the dining car. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, they they refurbished the train car itself, and they've done a really great job of marketing their business and getting the word out. And I think they've become a little local attraction. So yeah. that would be one that comes to mind. And the other one that comes to mind is the drive-in. Oh, yeah. um, I think the drive-in is super community-minded. A lot of their proceeds are donated to local charities. Um, they're starting to draw people from as far away as Edmonton and uh, Medicine Hats and Lethbridge who want to come and experience an old-time drive-in. So I think we have a lot of wonderful gems in our community for businesses, for people to come and experience. And, yeah. You know, that was one of the things when I, when I was campaigning that I wanted to see is more attraction to our community um you know one of the things that doesn't bring people to high river is the highway you have to you have to choose to come here and once you do you discover the amazingness of george lane park and you know the ice cream and the hitchin coast and you know all of the wonderful businesses that we do have in our community and so um unlike some of our neighboring communities that have a highway that drive right through them you know, High River doesn't. And so how do we draw people here? We draw people here because we have some pretty awesome yeah. offerings. Yeah. Best way to circumvent not driving through High River is Google Maps, 
um, from Calgary, the quickest way to get to, uh, where is it? Colossi's. <laughs> and it will take you down to a the old highway nice and drive you straight through town but yeah. usually you hit the lights and get confused and then you drive back out so oh <laughs> anyways um moving on you touched on one pain point which is our highway so being able to draw people off of the highway and into town and then spend time in town so that's that's another thing not just taking a look and then disappearing again, we want them to spend time. Um, but do you know of, or do you perceive that there are any other pain points for our businesses here in High River? Well, I do think that from a local perspective, you know, we we live in the shadow of the city. We live in the shadow of Okotoks that have, I guess, more big box store offerings. But, you know, I think what we do have in High River, you don't need to go and experience a box store to get. And so, Almost everything you need, you can get here without having to travel outside of our community. And so that that piece is um, is kind of important, I think, to know that that you you don't have to go far to find something. Yeah, I agree. I remember when my husband and I moved from Calgary to High River, and my city friends were like, "Oh, well, you're just going to be driving back to the city anyways to get everything." It's like, "Oh no, High River has everything I need." And if there's something that doesn't have, all I have to do is ask and somebody will have it. If not, direct me in the right direction to get it. So uh, it's it's understanding the power of community as well, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Uh, so then I guess for you in the sense of leadership, because your role as a counselor is leadership, um, what other business, or not businesses, what other leaders, or I guess you could look at businesses too, but would you draw your um, leadership style or methods from? Have you ever thought of this? I'm not sure I have, to be fair. Although when I look around me, you don't have to look very far to see the leadership in our community. And, you know, it's, it's, the, those service clubs that support mm -hmm. um, our community, they are amazing and they're so invested in and how many gauge We have lots between, <laughs> you know, between the Rotary Kinsmen, the Foothills Cadets, and the Lions Club, Odd Fellows. Like there are, all you have to do is just start to look around. And, and the other thing that I think High River is really blessed with is that we have a tremendous support network of nonprofit organizations. And how many do we have of those? Oh, gosh, there's, there's a lot. And it is. It's I'm, shocking. It's quite surprising. And, and not only do we support just High River, these nonprofits also support a greater geographic area than even most people know. And, you know, all of the neighboring communities that are around us, I think we're sort of that central hub. And so that's sort of one of those unspoken things um, in the greater in the greater. And I also wear a hat in the nonprofit world. And so, um, you know, I'm acutely aware that there's a lot more here than even I was aware of at the beginning when we started out. Yeah. So, um, but the leadership that I see in our community is reflected in the service clubs um, and in the businesses. And, you know, it's so important that we maintain a vibrant and support our local businesses because they support us in yeah. big, big ways. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah. I guess so then, um, because my generation is like, you know, the 1980s babies, um, we're now watching those service groups start to kind of age out, if you will. 
And so I guess, would you, from watching and, and working with and experiencing the benefit of these service groups, um, what would be a recommendation for you that you would give or that you would encourage for, you know, that younger generation that's coming up to, I guess, fill those shoes as we look forward to the future? Because if we don't fill the shoes, those groups will disappear. Yes. I do think that there's, um, you know, concerted efforts being made by these service clubs to recruit um the next generation of philanthropic community builders. Mm -hmm. And so, and I do think that the giving methodology has changed over the last little while for sure. So it's just, how do you, how do you meet the two somewhere in the middle where the people who are wanting to give up their time and energy are feeling um, as engaged and current for the folks who are maybe at that point of retirement from the service industry that way, right? And so it's just how do you keep your organizations current um, to, to meet the needs? Yeah. So yeah. how do we do that? Right. I guess that's the big million dollar big question. question. Yeah. 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 And then really and truly the whole face of volunteerism has changed a lot over time as well. It's not it's truly not what it once was, um, but in the same it, breath, it can be so incredibly powerful as well. Absolutely. And I do think that volunteerism changed through the face of COVID um, in that a lot of people who were very actively engaged in volunteerism, you know, because they had to stay home, their their thought process perhaps has changed a little bit too. I'm starting to see the door crack open again yeah. with that. But I know for um, a number of the nonprofits in the area, you know, who rely on volunteer manpower, um, there was some difficulty there at the onset coming out of COVID. I think we're starting to see that ebb now as people's comfort level of being back in mm -hmm. public spaces and in crowds is uh, waning, shall we say. Their yeah. concerns around that are waning. Yeah. But it has been, I would say, definitely an opportunity for growth to, okay. come, to come back into. And it's the lifeblood. Volunteerism is the lifeblood of every small community. Absolutely. I grew up in a community just down the road and had it not been for those groups and those volunteers, the uh, opportunities that were afforded to me as a young kid and a teenager, I would never have experienced otherwise. So for sure. Yeah, it's it's vital for sure. All right. So on to curiosities. Hey, what is the top book that you would recommend to our listeners? Oh, um, well, one that I've just finished reading is... Um, uh, from a political side of things and uh, it's the title so bear with me but it's the indian in the cupboard mm -hmm. jody wilson bible um found that fascinating is it cabinet indian in the cabinet is it indian in the cabinet yes yeah. i'm sorry my childhood gosh. book is indian in the cupboard right yeah. <laughs> yes. that's okay um but that one i found uh fascinating yeah and uh, a very good read so i would encourage you to read that one yeah um and for personal reading i read years ago and it stayed with me but it's an amazing book it's called Sarah's Key oh. and it was uh, Tatiana DeRozny that wrote that one so uh, that one is also equally amazing excellent second world war fascinating of course yes it's like all those windows that we never experienced when they get opened up it's mind-blowing right yes. so and this one is a fictitious account of something real that happened yeah. so it's based in 
its roots are in reality, but the story is fictionalized. Still loads of research to be done just to make it happen, right? Yeah. yeah. Those, are, those are impressive writers to me. Um, so what are you listening to right now? What are you currently listening to? Um, most days it's uh, the radio and the news and Which my radio? friend Charlie Brown. <laughs> there you go, Sun Country. <laughs> yes. Um, but as far as uh, I don't do a lot of listening these days just because uh, my time is a little bit. You're listening elsewhere now. Leading, yeah. yeah. I'm trying to listen to the community, I think. Yeah. Um, but I just personal enjoyment listening. Um, my playlist on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. Uh, the dinging in the background is because we share a space and so the doorbell is for our store in front of where the office is. So sorry, yeah, folks. Fair enough. <laughs> um, okay, so then last question. What is the number one piece of advice you would give a new entrepreneur or in your case, new counselor sure. and why? I think just make sure you know what you're speaking of before you speak of it because you know oftentimes you're you're learning a lot of information the first six months on council is like drinking from a fire hose mm -hmm. there's just so much information coming your way and so you know if it's okay to say you don't know but you then you have to go and find out and then once you do that you circle back so i guess the follow-up is super important and and just trying to um, stay true to yourself in the, in the moments and uh, follow up, follow up, follow up. Always follow up, right? Yeah. Excellent. Well, Ellie, I want to say thank you very much for your time, sure. for coming in and uh, being interviewed. We appreciate you on our board. And I think it's important for our listeners and our people in this town to uh, get to know the person rather than the title, right? Mm -hmm. So, so I appreciate this. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Thank you.